In the world of organized crime that I grew up in, there was a lot of styles of comedy that were used. So, I want to give a distinction between ethical aggressive humor, actually distinctions between organized crime humor styles and ethical humor styles. So, aggressive humor. The description. Insensitive to audience sentiment by igniting criticism and ridicule on subjects like racism, sexism, or anything hurtful differs from blue humor or dark comedy as it inclines more towards being humorous than being offensive. So, the ethical style of aggressive humor is about empathy-based satire, empathy-based edutainment, and empathy-based cautionary tales. So, So aggressive humor is completely good. The organized crime style of aggressive humor is about being offensive than about being humorous. So I'm talking about the styles of comedy that I witnessed in the world of organized crime. So again, aggressive humor is completely good. However, the organized crime version of aggressive humor is pure evil. Alternative comedy differs from traditional punchline jokes which features many other forms of comedy such as observation, satire, surrealism, slapstick, and improvisation. In its, con- in its content, alternative comedy emerges as a counter to the establishment of entertainment figures from the previous generation. It is often cited for its disregard to established comedic movements and range from the surreal to slapstick, usually with a combination of both. So alternative comedy is completely good. However, the organized crime version of alternative comedy is about mean-spirited observations, mean-spirited satire, mean-spirited surrealism, mean-spirited slapstick, and mean-spirited improvisation. Anecdotal comedy, named after the Greek term for antidote, meaning unpublished personal stories that may be true or partly true but embellished. So anecdotal comedy is completely good. However, the organized crime version of anecdotal comedy is about way more embellishments than truthfulness. Anti-humor. Indirect humor derived from the comedian delivering something intentionally not funny or lacking intrinsic meaning. Anti-humor is completely good. However, the, the organized crime version of anti-humor is all about saying some things not in, not intentionally not funny, but intentionally hurtful and lacking in substance, okay? So black comedy or dark comedy deals with disturbing subjects such as death, drugs, terrorism, rape, and war, sometimes related to the horror movie genre. So black comedy or dark comedy is completely good. However, the organized crime version of black comedy or dark comedy is all about mean-spirited 
death jokes, mean-spirited drugs jokes, mean-spirited terrorism jokes, mean-spirited rape jokes, mean-spirited war jokes, and mean-spirited horror movie genre jokes. Remember, I'm telling y'all the difference between the comedy I've heard in organized crime and how most comedians how what they deliver jokes and they usually deliver it from a standpoint of a good heart so blue comedy typically sexual in nature risque and slasher using profane language sometimes using gender or race-based humor so blue comedy is completely good however the organized crime version of blue comedy is all about being typically sexually perverted in nature, um, unlawful kind of risque, and using profane language for world domination purposes, and using gender or and race-based humor to be discriminatory. Burlesque, nonsensical or ridiculous treatment serious works of art, music, literature, or theater to make a statement in a humorous and entertaining way. Prior knowledge of the subject is required by the audience. So, burlesque is completely good. However, the, the organized crime version of burlesque is about saying the most cruel and nightmarish treatment of subjects like art, music, literature, and theater, clowning people who like art, music, literature, theater that they're not into. And it's often used to insinuate um, negativity about LGBTQI plus persons. So they would make fun of art and music, literature, theater that they assumed was gay, trans. And they'll go only women like that stuff. And they would say these heteronormative, cisnormative statements trying to make it humorous, entertaining, but it never was to me. And their audience felt like well, in their subconscious mind, we're heteronormative and cisnormative too, so this knowledge that you're giving us already is something that we quote-unquote appreciate. So, I, would, I dare say that their cisnormativity and heteronormativity is nonsensical and ridiculous. And it's, there's nothing humorous entertaining about it, and they perish for a lack of knowledge. They literally perish for their lack of knowledge. So a lot of those people in the organized crime world, they died violent deaths. Heritage comedy is the comedian discusses humorous traits or stereotypes about their own culture or heritage. Heritage comedy is 
completely good. However, in organized crime, the heritage comedy was about mean-spirited stereotypes, mean-spirited cultural assassination, and being mean-spirited about one's heritage and the heritage of others. And there was nothing humorous about those things at all when they did it. Deadpan comedy, not strictly a style of comedy, is telling jokes without a change in facial expression or change of emotion. So deadpan comedy is completely good. However, in the world of organized crime, it was telling cruel, sick jokes from a standpoint of unashamed hatred, and they wouldn't change their facial expressions or their emotions while doing so. Cringe comedy. A comedy of embarrassment derived from inappropriate actions or words, popular in television shows and film, but occasionally in stand-up. So cringe comedy is completely good. However, in organized crime, inappropriate actions often meant lawlessness. And embarrassment meant we caught you trying to be more of a tough guy than us you're trying to kill more people beat up people and rob more people than us so we're gonna beat you kill you and then rob you that's organized crime when it comes to that character comedy derived from persona invented by the performer often stereotypical character comedy is good completely good however the organized crime version of character comedy is about a persona that's based upon actual murder, actual robberies, actual violence, um, actual unlawful income. So these personas tended to be literally terrorizing improvisational comedy largely unplanned routines featured on television shows such as Kirby Enthusiasm whose life is anyway thank God you're here well improvisational comedy is completely good however the largely planned uh, Routines, it caused a lot of people to cry tears of joy and to run from their lives, to hide, because the routines were all about making human rights violations, human rights abuses that they truly had in their hearts that they were going to do anyway. They tried to make their actual crimes funny. And funny meant it's an encouragement to continue to break the law. 
that was the organized crime version of improvisational comedy. Inside humor requires special knowledge in order to be appreciated by the audience. So, inside humor is completely good. However, the organized crime version of inside humor is all about their audience, other criminals, and people who like criminals, and these criminals themselves. It was all about where we have our inside jokes that are all about making life a living hell for people that we think are weak and or weaker than us. If we feel like we're more tough than you, we commit more crimes than you, we commit more felonies than you, then we are going to toy with you and play with you because you're our game. That's the organized crime version of inside humor. Insult comedy. Offensive insults directed at the audience or the performers, usually in response to audience hecklers. Dan Rickles famously built most of his career on the grouchy persona he developed in his insult comedy days. So... The insult, com- insult comedy is completely good. However, the organized crime version of insult comedy... was all based upon I'm going to call you names so we can get to a physical fight so we can have a reason to try to literally kill each other. I'm in, I'm going to try to out insult you. You know what? I can't take it. So in organized crime there was heated arguments, there was profanity matches, and there were literal death matches. They would have duels. A duel in organized crime, it does mean an arranged engagement in combat between two people with matched weapons in accordance with agreed upon rules. So these duels, it was all about fighting with pistols, shooting, fencing, fighting with knives, fighting with swords, sometimes fighting with grenades and bombs. I saw those duels happen. So that's the organized crime version of insult comedy. So heck, so organized crime figure hecklers, it's never safe to heckle them because they want to find a reason to wipe you out or they're itching to rub you out. Those are all mafia terms for murder. So, innocent people at times I saw organized crime figures would heckle. Most of the innocent people ignored them and they were able to breathe again because of that. Sometimes I saw organized crime. Every now and then, a little bit of 
innocent people were heckled back and ended up dead um, of murder. So, organized crime's way of being comedic is diabolical, a debacle, too. And sometimes other hecklers would be other criminals or fans of criminals, right? And they ended up dead and murdered, too. Mockumentary, parody using the conventions of documentary style. So, mockumentary is completely good. However, the type of parodies that organized crime figures do, you might get the henchman treatment. I'm going to get my homies who are criminals... To give you a good thrashing in quotations as they as they think. And my sarcasm kicked, and of course it's not good. Uh, some people don't get sarcasm, so that's why I'm saying it. Um Comedy music derived from music with or sometimes without lyrics. So Comedy music is completely good. However, the organized crime version of comedy music, they would usually play instrumentals or play music without lyrics. And sometimes they would fill in the lyrics. It could be rapping and singing. And it was all about, it was all, it was murder raps, violent ra- violence raps. Robbery raps, rape raps, yeah, they these they they're sick. Organized crime figures are sickos, psychos. Okay, um, observational comedy. Observate. Okay, pokes fun at everyday life, often by inflating the importance of trivial things or by observing the silliness of social conventions. Observational comedy is completely good. However, the organized crime version of observational comedy that I saw, it was all about poking like evil type of brutal fun at anybody that didn't think like them, live like them, or love like them. And they would just, any people that were walking by, they would just this look at them and shred them with their words anybody everybody that walked by they would badmouth anybody that walked by and i mean anybody to the point where they caused character assassinations and which caused emotional distress based upon their bullying spirit of observational comedy. I'm just telling you what I saw growing up. One-line jokes. A joke delivered in a single line, a good one-liner said to be pithy, concise, and meaningful. Right? Uh, 
One-line jokes are completely good. However, the organized crime version of one-line jokes are all about dicing someone's full humanity into smithereens. Physical comedy, similar to slapstick, this form uses physical movement and gestures often influenced by clowning. Physical comedy is completely good, however, the organized crime version of physical comedy is often about using physical movement and gestures and clowning and slapstick that is all about the bullying of other people. It's not uplifting at all. It's all about doormatting people. Prop comedy relies on ridiculous props, casual jacks, everyday objects used in humorous ways. Prop comedy is completely good. However, the organized crime version of prop comedy is all about bigotry. A heart of bigotry. Shock humor, a style of comedy that uses shock value to invoke a strong negative emotion. Emotions are not negative in and of themselves, but it's about what you do with them. But the shock humor, shock humor is completely good. However, the organized crime version of shock humor is all about traumatic shock value to invoke strong, tense emotions of trauma. Sitcom. Television series with scripted dialogue set in a thematic situation. Sitcoms are completely good, that type of humor. However, the organized crime version of a sitcom is all about Look at me. I want to be seen. Yeah, I killed so-and-so. Yeah, I robbed. I beat up. I raped. I kidnapped. I abducted. I'm my own TV show. I am the type of TV show that makes the FBI mad. That makes CIA mad. That makes police officers mad. Look at me. I, 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 I'm an attention seeker. I'm an attention whore. That's what I do. I fuck up people's lives. I shit on people. I got my gat. I got my bomb. I got my grenade. I got my baseball bat. I got my mace. I got my taser. Yeah. That's the organized crime version of a sitcom. So basically the Sopranos, from what I saw, the Mafia was worse than the Sopranos. The Sopranos gave you a taste of who they are. So organized crime figures try to be their own sitcom and it's not a television show you want to watch because let's just say they have nothing for children. Don't get me wrong, it's not, none of it should be it's for adults either. It's not, it's not for anybody. But they are really, really the television show you don't want to watch because if you watch them, they might look at you and just hope that they don't do anything nefarious or fatal or violent to you. Um, sketch.
Mine was done with the comedy genres. Um, a short scene on television or stand-up similar to the sitcom practice typically performed live. Sketches sometimes spawn sitcom series, also known as Honeymooners, Mama's Family, for example. I would say, um... I would say sketches are completely good, just like uh, sitcoms and uh, shocking and prop comedy. However, the organized crime version of sketch is all about let's watch TV shows that are all about plotting on people's lives via death threats. And let's mimic what we see. We see Scarface. And we want to emulate that. And yeah, that'll be our sketch because we're going to do that in real life. We're going to be more ruthless than Scarface the movie ever was. That's the organized crime version of sketch. Spoof slash parody. Humorous recreation of a book, film, or play either to pay homage or to ridicule the original. Spoof slash parody are completely good just like sketches however the organized crime version of spoof slash parody is all about ooh we heard about books that make us criminals look good or films and plays about us criminals make us look good so let's pay homage to it by actually doing these crimes in real life that they put in these books films and plays and let's ridicule the original Scarface didn't kill enough people. We're going to kill more people than Scarface talking about the movie. So this is the organized crime version of spoof slash parodies. Surreal comedy. So yes, spoof slash parodies are pretty good. However, with organized crime, it's pure evil. Surreal comedy, bizarre, based on bizarre juxtapositions, absurd situations, nonsense, logic. So surreal comedy is completely good. However, the organized crime version of surreal comedy is based upon making evil make sense. Making mistreatment socially acceptable. And making and pretending that good and evil doesn't exist. That is their bizarre juxtaposition. Topical comma slash satire relies on news headlines and current affairs. Dates quickly, but it's a popular form for late night talk variety shows. Um, topical comedy slash satire is completely good. However, the organized crime version of topical comedy slash satire is based upon putting women down, putting blacks down, putting poor white people down, and calling poor white people poor white trash, and and calling black people poor black trash. So these were things I heard in organized crime when it came to the white criminals. 
The organized crime has its version of topical comedy slash satire. I, I shit you not, and I kid you not. Ventriloquism involves character comedy. The community uses the skill of ventriloquy to throw their voice into a dummy or puppet character. The ventriloquist generally speaks as the quote-unquote straight man, or so I say straight person to avoid being heteronormative, and gives the comic lines to the dummy. Exceptionally skilled ventriloquists can make the dummy sing. Ventriloquists used to appeal exclusively to general audiences and children until the late 1970s when some ventriloquists started using blue comedy. Ventriloquism is completely good. However, the organized crime version of ventriloquism is let's have them make fun of gays and trans. Let's get this puppy that that says the word the derogatory slur faggot that says the derogatory slur tranny that says derogatory slur bitch they would do these things with these dummies these organized crime figures would do that in my presence so organized crime version of ventriloquism is fucked up and it's of absolute shittiness um wit slash wordplay more intellectual forms based on clever, often subtle manipulation of language through puns can be crude and farcical. Wit slash wordplay is completely good. However, the organized crime version of wit and wordplay is about how can I cause you to have actual nightmares? How can I cause you to have life-threatening ailments? And how can I cause you to... Be afraid that you that your family will be wiped out. You won't come home to your family. So they would use organized crime um, lingo as their form of wit, wordplay, puns, and being crude and farcical to instill fear into people. Whether a part of organized crime or not a part of organized crime. I saw it all the time. So I want to say this on record that Aggressive humor, alternative comedy, um, anecdotal comedy, anti-humor, black comedy, dark comedy, blue comedy, burlesque, character comedy, cringe comedy, deadpan comedy, heritage comedy, improvisational comedy, inside humor, insult comedy, mockumentary, comedy music, observational comedy, one-line jokes, physical comedy, Prop comedy, shock humor, sitcoms, sketches, spoof slash parodies, surreal comedies, topical comedy slash satire, ventriloquism and wit and slash wit wordplay are all completely good as long as they're all done from the standpoints of empathy-based satire, empathy-based edutainment, and empathy-based cautionary tales but all of these comedic genres that organized crime has are pure evil because it's all about degradation and dehumanization of themselves of others and people that they are tribal against
So, the aggressive humor in organized crime is about mean-spirited sarcasm, mean-spirited put-downs, mean-spirited teasing, mean-spirited criticism, mean-spirited ridicule, and all the other types of humor used at the expense of others when it comes to organized crime, those things are all bad. But the aggressive humor can be, you know, we're in this together sarcasm, we're in this together put-downs, we're in this together teasing, we're in this together criticism, we're in this together ridicule, and, you know, good expense of others. All those things can be good when it comes to everyone's enthusiastic consent about these styles of humor. The organized crime version is all about the fuckery of it. Um... Self-enhancing image of style of humor related to having a good nature attitude towards life, having the ability to laugh at yourself, your circumstances, and the idiosyncrasies of life in a constructive, non-detrimental manner. That is completely good. An organized crime is completely bad because it's all about destroying someone's sense of themselves in terms of just basically cutting people up with their words in a jokey way to the point where people don't feel good about who they are. Just assholism. So you have self-defeating humor and... um, Um, you have affiliative humor those things are completely good however the organized crime versions of those things It's basically all about community detriment. Self-deprecation is completely good in terms of humor. However, the organized crime versions of those things is all about I don't fit society's standards of beauty. And I'm fugly or fucking ugly because of it. Organized coverage of all these humans is completely bad. So. And in the world of organized crime. Prostitution, strip clubs, host and hostess clubs, sex-related pastimes, pornography, sex-oriented magazines, sex movies, sex toys, 
fetish, BDSM paraphernalia, prepaid sex movies, sex channels for television, uh, prepaid sex movies for video on demand, adult movie theaters, sex shows, peep shows, adult sex providers, adult service providers, red light districts, sex oriented businesses, male prostitution, female street prostitution, are all completely bad. I witnessed all of these things, actually. However, there is, there is ethical prostitution, ethical strip clubs, ethical host and hostess clubs, ethical sex-related pastimes, ethical pornography, ethical sex-oriented magazines, Ethical sex movies, ethical sex toys, ethical fetish, ethical BDSM paraphernalia, ethical sex channels for television, ethical prepaid sex movies for video on demand, ethical adult movie theaters, ethical sex shops, ethical peep shows, ethical strip clubs, I guess say again, ethical adult service providers, ethical adult sex providers, ethical sexual services, ethical sex related services, Ethical red light districts, ethical sex-oriented businesses, ethical female street prostitution, ethical male prostitution. Okay, so there's a difference that I had to highlight. So, in the world of organized crime, sex-related services and um, sexual services are completely bad. I'm just telling you the difference. Because all the things that I say are completely bad by organized crime at the age of five, I was exposed to them all in person. And all the things I'm telling you that are completely good, I know they are completely good because of what I was exposed to and what other good people have been exposed to as well. So sex-related products, services, adult entertainment, adult sex industry, adult sex trade, not trafficking, of course, are all completely good. The organized crime versions of all those things are completely bad. I'm just telling the truth. So, They are, they are ethical brothels, ethical bordellos, ethical ranches, ethical whorehouses, ethical massage parlors, ethical bars, ethical strip clubs, ethical body rub parlors, ethical studios, ethical sex work, ethical sex work in a brothel, ethical street prostitution, okay? Now, you have the organized crime versions of what I'm about to tell you. You have organized crime brothels, organized crime bordellos, organized crime ranches, organized crime whorehouses, organized crime massage parlors, organized crime bars, organized crime strip clubs, organized crime body rub parlors, organized crime studios, organized crime sex work in a brothel, organized crime, street prostitutions, anything with organized crime is all completely bad. I'm just telling the truth. So this is all real.
And remember, everything I'm saying is is bad about organized crime. At the age of five, I was in these places. And I saw all things and everything. Sadly and tragically. Um... Let's talk about the nightlife. So you have ethical nightlife, ethical pubs, ethical bars, ethical nightclubs, ethical parties, ethical live music, ethical concerts, ethical cabarets, ethical theaters, ethical uh, cinemas and ethical shows, ethical night owls and ethical adult oriented entertainment and ethical daytime entertainment and ethical venues, ethical nightlife venues, ethical entertainment venues. Those are all completely good. However, the organized crime version of nightlife. So you have organized crime nightlife, organized crime entertainment, organized crime daytime entertainment, organized crime adult-oriented entertainment, um, organized crime pubs, organized crime bars, organized crime nightclubs, organized crime parties, organized crime live music, organized crime concerts, organized crime cabarets, organized crime theaters, Organized crime cinemas and organized crime shows. Um, You have organized crime nightlife entertainment that is completely contrasting to ethical nightlife entertainment. And you have organized crime night aisles versus ethical night aisles. So I was exposed to organized crime nightlife and I was at all these places and all these venues at the age of five. I'm just being honest. And anything organized crime means that, yes, you're going to have gang activity in all these places that are supposed to be for adults to have fun. So there's ethical nightlife and there's organized crime nightlife. One is safe and the other is run, Forest run. If you don't run fast enough... You're going to get got, meaning you might get bullets to your body. And I hate, I hate all this. I hate, when I say I hate all this, meaning I hate all these hard truths that I have to tell you. But I respect you enough to tell you it so people can pay attention. Um, so... Another thing, I saw, you know, these private sex parties, semi-public swinger gatherings, these orgy parties, those, those are all completely good, but organized crime versions of private sex parties, you know, swinger gatherings and orgy parties are completely bad. So you do have, I saw a Organized crime, group sex happen in homes, hotel rooms, and private clubs. I saw organized crime, group sex happen in private and clandestine locations. However, there are ethical group sex happening in ethical homes, ethical hotel rooms, ethical private clubs, ethical private and clandestine locations. So you have ethical private sex parties, ethical swinger gatherings, and ethical orgy parties, right? Sometimes group sex is, in, is can be semi-public, 
which is completely good. However, organized crime group sex being semi-public is completely bad. So, I witnessed groups, organized crime group sex happening at massage parlors and brothels and sex clubs. Which is all completely bad. But, group sex happening massage parlors, brothels, sex clubs can be completely good because it's not meant to ruin anybody's life or disrespect anyone's authority whatsoever. So I witnessed organized crime, non-monogamous sex was completely bad. However, non-monogamous sex was completely good. So I did witness organized crime style of polyamory, polygyny, um, polygynandry, polyandry, um, and polygamy. Those are all bad because of organized crime, but I'm into ethical polygamy, ethical polyamory, ethical polygyny, ethical polygynandry, ethical polyandry. Um, Yes. So, there's no such thing as ethical non-monogamy in the world of organized crime because it's completely bad. In organized crime, however, ethical non-monogamy does exist. Therefore, ethical ethical non-monogamous sex is completely good. There's a contrast. So I just wanted to be honest about those things. And let me wrap up by let me wrap up my crime stories by telling you all these things. In organized crime, I saw sexually compulsive behavior, rape, sexual abuse, sexually transmitted diseases and infections, sexual exploitation, sexploitation, unwanted pregnancies, mischanneled sexual energy, chronic sexual unhappiness, people being treated and seen as sex objects, And I witnessed impulsive, irresponsible sex. Also in organized crime, I saw sex being used often portrayed as a form of abusive power and abusive control over another human being. I saw the tragic consequences of toxic sex and toxic sexuality. And I also saw the tragic consequences of reckless sexual adventuring. Um, I'm into positive sex and positive sexuality. Therefore, I'm into being a healthy sexual adventurer. I saw reckless sex, reckless sexuality, organized crime. But... I know that I'm into peaceful sex and peaceful sexuality. In organized crime, I saw unsafe abortions. Some of the women died 
on the spot. They would they usually would use coat hangers or knife blades. Some of them survived and were and went on to live healthy, and some died on the spot. Some were able to have the human reproductive system fixed where they were able to have more children they wanted or they were able to be child-free if they pleased and they had no human reproductive complications while, while the other women, they couldn't give birth again. They couldn't make a baby again. And... When it came to certain women, I saw this. I saw girls doing these things too, and it was just horrible how they met the same fate of all these women I'm talking about. Different women I'm talking about. So organized. So when it came to these unsafe abortions, I remember um, I witnessed a lot of um, women and girls who were able to have sex just fine, and some couldn't have sex again because their reproductive system and their general region had complications because of the unsafe abortions. Um... Now, that's one of the reasons why I am for safe, legal, affordable, and accessible abortions. Just so it can make sense. In organized crime, I very rarely ever saw birth control. It was mostly unprotected sex. It was the type of bareback sex that they didn't care about the consequences. They did as they damn well please, and they hoped they didn't die from doing as they damn well please. Because in organized crime, I saw people living too fast, living life in the fast lane, living fast and dying young. They had the warped sense of yelling, only live for once, so live it up. Even if that means sex, drugs, rock and roll, wine, women, and song, to the point where you're all around health is in life-threatening jeopardy. I saw that. I am for ethical promiscuity and healthy promiscuity. In organized crime, I witnessed reckless promiscuity and toxic promiscuity. In organized crime, I witnessed sexual abuse, sexual dissatisfaction, sexual hurts, uh, bad sexual habits, and awful sexual hang-ups. I'm all for good sexual habits, by the way. In organized crime, I witnessed people having sex that gave them no pleasure. In organized crime, I did experience sexual abuse in childhood, and I saw the people experience sexual abuse in childhood. I also saw people experience sexual abuse in adulthood. I saw that, too.
I saw sexual energy being channeled in destructive ways. That's one of the reasons in organized crime. That's why I am for sexual energy being channeled in life-affirming ways. And, um, I was bombarded with photography and magazines that depicted callous sexuality, not healthy sexuality. I am for healthy sexuality. And, um... In organized crime, there is no such thing as there's in organized crime. There's no such thing as enthusiastic consent. There's no such thing as enthusiastic equality. There's no such thing as enthusiastic respect. There's no such thing as enthusiastic trust. And there's no such thing as enthusiastic safety either. That's one of the reasons why I'm for enthusiastic consent, enthusiastic equality, enthusiastic respect, enthusiastic trust, and enthusiastic safety. And um, there's obviously more. I'm just really taking my time uh, dealing with this to talk about it. So... I wit in organized crime, I witnessed sex being uncontrollable energy, sex being an obligation, sex being hurtful, sex being devoid of compassionate love, sex being doing to someone, sex being devoid of effective communication, sex being secretive, sex being exploitative, sex being deceitful, sex benefiting one person, sex being emotionally distant. Sex being irresponsible, sex being unsafe, sex having no limits, sex having power for someone, having the type of sex that requires a double, a double life, sex compromising uh, morally excellent values, sex compromising, you know, people using sex to compromise their values, sex being shameful, sex being of impulse gratification, and... I witnessed sex being abusive and I witnessed 
people having this dependency enslavement upon sex too. That's how they would look at sex. They would treat sex like a brain a brain a brain chemical dependency upon sex. Even though experts say sex addiction doesn't exist, they treated sex like that. Um Sex, for the most part, sex is private unless you're a sex worker or a porn star. That's different, but that's how that's all healthy sex, too. That's why I think sex is a controllable energy. Sex is a choice. Sex is a natural drive. Sex is nurturing and healing. Sex is an expression of compassionate love. Sex is sharing with someone. Sex requires communication. Sex is private. Sex is respectful. Sex is honest. Sex is mutual. Sex is intimate. Sex is responsible. Sex is safe. Sex has boundaries. Sex is, is empowering. Sex enhances who you are. Sex reflects your value. Sex enhances self-esteem. Sex is lasting satisfaction. So, those are the things about sex that I really wanted people to know. And these are all the organized... And before I conclude my organized crime stories for good this time... I must say that I was whiskey. I witnessed transvestite and transgender and transsexual adult sex work, mainly prostitution, but they had to keep it under wraps because a lot of the transgender, transvestite, transsexual sex had to be hidden because organized crime is violently, murderously heteronormative and cisnormative. And it's violently, murderously cis-sexism and heterosexism, too. So, I did witness LGBT quite plus relationships and LGBT quite plus sex, whether it was of sex work or just free sex and no sex work, but it was all under wraps and hidden. A few of them got murdered and killed because they got found out, but most of them were able to hide what they were doing and they were able to be on the down low uh, to the point where um, they were left alone even by criminals. That's the sickness that I'm uh, discovering to that I'm uncovering for you as well. And one more thing, I remember most of my interactions with women whenever they were about to be endangered or endangered, I was able to lock arms with them, run away from the perpetrators, and I didn't have to fight. I didn't have to go toe-to-toe or throw blows upon blows. And in organized crime, smells of my time locking arms with women and walking them away from the perpetrators. So I spent more, most of my time and more of my time locking arms with them, running and walking away with them from the perpetrators and from the danger 
But there were times where the perpetrators were so evil that the only way they would leave these women alone is if I beat them senselessly, which I did. And that's why they were never able to disrespect the women again. So I was a chivalrous gentleman to women at the age of five. I'm talking about locking arms with them, you know, put my coat over mud and, you know, people were able to quickly wash and dry my clothes, my coat before I got home. So it, it was as if nothing happened. You know, some people, you know, would find the quickest laundromat. All right. And they would do that for me all the time. And, uh, I did, you know, stand, enter, exit a room, wipe a woman's mouth when she was eating or something on her nose. And then... I noticed... You know, standing, entering, when a woman enters or exit a room... Give you give your seat up to a woman if she was pregnant or not. Hold door before all the other chivalrous gentlemen, Southern Hospitality, Southern Grandma talked this. I treated women back then. So that's all I wanted to say about my life in organized crime forced against my will upon the age of five years old. late ex-wife when they were married and that is how one of my mother's brothers was born as a result of that particular infidelity and my dad's father engaged in reckless promiscuity and that's why my father and my aunts and uncles were born as a result of his his habits so now you understand more of why I needed to heal myself sexually speaking Mm -hmm.